Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I have a great show today for you guys. We're going to hop right into the featured song for this episode by Maverick City, titled Promises, featuring Joe L. Barnes and Naomi Rain. And by the way, I do not own the rights to this song.
I'll still bless you in the middle of the storm, in the middle of my trial. I'll still bless you in the middle of the road when I don't know where to go. I'll still bless you in the middle of my storm, in the middle of my trial. I'll still bless you when I'm in the middle of the road and I don't know which way to go. Our God is faithful. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to glorify him in the good and the bad. I want to encourage you guys today to understand that God is a present help in the time of need and that the Bible says that whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible also says that the sacrifices of God are broken in a contrite heart. He will not despise. And so we can be confident that when we come to God with a submissive heart, a submissive spirit, that he hears us when we cry to him. He cares for us. The Bible says, tells us to cast our cares on the Lord for he cares for us. And so I'm so grateful that despite everything that's going on in the world, that he promised that he would never leave or forsake us. And all we have to do is fix our eyes on him and put our trust in him. And so, listen, I'm so excited today because I believe this show today is going to encourage you and challenge you. And I want to just start out by saying thank you to everyone who has been supporting the Path of Revelation podcast. You know, (laughs) I know a lot of you guys... Uh, Could not wait to have my wife on the show and she was on last week's episode. Listen, God willing, she'll be coming back really, really soon. And and, and the feedback from last show has been phenomenal. And um, I'm, I'm just excited that I was able to get her on the show because I know that she has a lot on her plate in terms of serving um clients on a day to day basis and just being the awesome wife and mother that she is. 
So shout out to my lovely wife. I'm most definitely looking forward to her being on the show again, just as much as you guys. And we've already began mapping out the next show that she's going to be on. So I'm really super excited about that because she has so much wisdom and so many jewels to drop for you guys. But listen, I want to hop into the topic for today's show, which is priorities that rob us of purpose. Priorities that rob us of purpose. One of the things that this lockdown and pandemic has caused me to do is evaluate my priorities and ask myself what matters the most and is what matters the most to me really that important? And it's, and it's not that some things aren't actually important, but I've been asking myself, what are the things that I've been prioritizing and putting before God and not giving to God. Because at the end of the day, we were created to glorify him. And there is nothing more important, even if it is important, that's more important than him. Colossians 1.16 lets us know that we were created to glorify him. One of the things that this pandemic and lockdown has forced many of us to do is face ourselves, whether we want to or not. And some of us are conflicted and waiting for things to go back to normal or some sense of normalcy because of the discomfort and despair that comes with facing ourselves, facing the fact that some of our marriages are on the rocks. It has forced us to face our depression and anxiety. It has forced some of us to face the fact that we don't know who we are apart from people's attention and likes and shares and hearts and comments and the persona and the image that we've created for ourselves on social media. It has forced some of us to face our low self-esteem. It has forced some of us to face our bitterness and unforgiveness. It has forced some of us to face our unhappiness. And it has ultimately forced us to face our fears. One of the things that this pandemic and this lockdown has forced me to think about is the coming of the Lord. And it talks about it in Matthew 24, verse 37 through 39, how the coming of the Lord will be like the days of Noah and the flood. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 37 through 39, and it reads and says, For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, 
marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. So in other words, they were partying, they were living it up, having marriages and and just going about life as usual. And verse 39 says, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the son of man. It seems just like yesterday that my wife and I were going out to eat, hanging out, going to the movies, going to the mall, celebrating her birthday. And just like us, many of you had plans for tomorrow, plans for a year from now, plans for vacations, plans for graduations, plans for college and plans for job promotions and new business ventures. And out of nowhere, this thing interrupted our plans. And there's nothing we can do about it. It's out of our control. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse one through three says now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. This thing has affected everyone. Not just the poor, not just the middle class, but the rich to poor, the poor to rich. And so shall it be with the coming of the Lord. It is time. Listen, this is not going to be a long show. I'm getting right to the point. It is time to get our hearts right with the Lord. And to get our lives in order, Hebrews chapter three, verse 15 says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Don't be like Pharaoh. Where with each plague, instead of humbling himself, his heart just became more and more hardened towards God. And unfortunately, some people are living in these days and times. And instead of becoming or or instead of humbling themselves before God, they're becoming more and more hardened towards God. Don't be that person. Don't let what is happening. Let the word of God be be grace to you. The Bible says he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. And so don't harden your heart. Get it right with the Lord. Turn to Jesus. 
You don't want to die in your sin, making plans for tomorrow and tomorrow may not come for you. Many of us did not see this coming. I've I've been talking to multiple friends who had paid for vacations like they would be on vacation like right now. But everything is shut down. And listen, I just believe that God is in control. And God has a purpose for the good that he he orchestrates and allows. And God also has a purpose for the bad. And a lot of times we don't understand the, the tragedy and or or the, the 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 evil that God allows is really an opportunity for us to repent. Because some people will never turn to Christ if not for tragedy or hardship or chaos or crisis. Because sometimes we have a tendency to feel like we don't need God when we feel like we're in control. But one thing I know for sure, this thing has taught me and has shown most of us or or most of us should see now is that we are not in control. And so we must ask ourselves, what have we prioritized above him? See, it's nothing wrong with having goals to achieve earthly success like excelling in sports and academics or building a business and excelling in a career. It's nothing wrong with desiring nice things like a house or cars or or clothes. The problem is when these things become more important to us than submitting to the Lord. The problem is when these things become idols. Where we give more time and energy. And value to these things. Than actually submitting to Jesus. In Mark 8, 36, Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the world? but lose his soul. And so it doesn't matter the abundance of things that we acquire. None of these things matter in the grand scheme of things. And so our first priority needs to be to get in right standing with God. And if we're not right with God, and what I mean by that is if I don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, meaning I have not forsaken my sin, I haven't repented, I haven't truly put my trust in the Lord and his finished work on the cross and his death, burial and resurrection. Now is the time to do that. 
because I was created for his glory and he shed his blood for me. Yet while I was in sin, Christ died for me. Yet while you were in sin, Christ died for you. He that knew no sin took on your sin and became sin that you might become the righteousness of God. He was sinless yet took on my sin and your sin. Listen, the salvation of your soul is not something you want to gamble with because tomorrow is not promised. And when I talk and, and when I'm talking about having a relationship with Christ, I'm not talking about church membership. I'm not talking about your 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 parents being a pastor or your grandparents it being your grandparents church and your grandparents pray for you all the time i'm talking about your personal relationship with the lord because church attendance isn't going to save any of us there are people who who go to church their entire lives but are headed straight to hell and how do we know this because Jesus said this in Matthew chapter seven, verse 21, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Verse 22, he says, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name. And then will I declare to them, I never knew you depart from me, you workers of iniquity or workers of lawlessness. And so listen, we have to make sure that our praise and our worship and our repentance is sincere. Some of us may say, well, I know the Lord, but I've been slipping in my commitment to God. I've been distracted. I've, I've been putting other things before him. I haven't been praying like I should. I haven't been reading the word and I've been giving time to everything else. Now it's time to recommit yourselves. And listen, we don't have to feel condemned. We don't have to feel guilty. We don't we you, listen, you don't when you feel like, man, I can't come to God because I'm filthy. When you feel a sense of guilt, that's not conviction. Conviction says, hey, you're wrong. But I but I'm welcoming I'm welcoming you with open arms because I love you. While condemnation says you're wrong and you don't deserve forgiveness. It disregards the work of the cross. It disregards the work of the cross. And really, it, 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 it encourages us to depend on our own righteousness even though the Bible says our righteousness is but filthy rags. Even on my best day, my righteousness is still filthy rags. And so this forgiveness, this gift of grace and mercy is not something that I I worked for 
to begin with. It is it is solely on the work of Jesus. He secured victory for us. He secured righteousness for us. Our righteousness is in him. The Bible says in first John three twenty for whenever your heart condemns you or whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And he knows everything. See, your heart will try to condemn you and say, oh, you can't go to God. He's not going to receive you, man. You keep messing up. You keep falling off, man. That's that's nothing but a trick of the enemy and a trick of your flesh. But we can come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain grace and help and mercy in the time of need. And so now is the time to 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 refocus, to change our way of thinking and put our focus back on the Lord. The Bible lets us know that. He chastens or corrects or reproves those he loves. And so I'm asking God to search my heart. Take anything that's in me that's not like you out of me. God, search my heart. Like the scriptures say, desire truth on the in- I desire truth on the inward parts. Examine me, O God. It is time for a self-evaluation through the scope of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) He He is a great God. He is gracious. He is loving. He is compassionate. And we can be confident in these things. Listen, I don't want to ask God for nothing that I'm not willing to give back to him. I want to prioritize my priorities by prioritizing him above everything. I want to be able to pray the will of God. I want to, as Psalms 37 and 4 says, I want to delight myself in the Lord. And, and, the, and it says when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. But I don't want to skip past the part that says delight myself in him because I want my heart to be in line with his heart. I want my heart to be transformed. I want my mind to be renewed by the word of God. My prayer is. It's that we desire truth on the inward parts and that we become rooted in him, in his word. Psalms chapter one, verse one through three says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. 
He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf leaf does not wither in all that he does. He prospers. See, God wants to prosper us even in the midst of crisis. And I talked about this on the show before last. When I say prosper, it's, it's not talking about financially. Yes, God will bless us financially. Yes, God will open up um, natural doors for opportunities for jobs and business and finance, financial security. Yes, God is able to do those things. But God is more so concerned with the posture of our heart. He's more concerned with whether or not our heart is turned towards him or the ways of this world. He's more concerned with whether our heart is turned towards him or to the cares of this life. He's more concerned if our heart is turned towards him or if our heart is turned towards fear and doubt. And compromise. It is time for us to be rooted in him. And my prayer is that you prosper in this season. We can have this confidence that he will take care of us when we seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. All of these things shall be added. He says, if I feed the birds of the air and clothe the lilies of the field, how much more important are you? And so our response should be to seek his face. God, I want to be rooted in you. God, I want you to be the number one priority in my life. Forgive me for every sin. Forgive me for all unrighteousness. I want to be pleasing in your sight. And I know the only way that's possible is for me to be covered by the blood of Jesus. Pray with me. Lord God, I just thank you for every listener under the sound of my voice. God, as we live in perilous times, as we live in the midst of crisis in a pandemic lord god i pray god that you will draw men to to yourself that you would draw each and every one under the sound of my voice to yourself and god that they come into the knowledge of the truth that you are the way the truth and the life lord god i thank you for every listener I thank you that you are softening hearts. I thank you that men and women are repenting and turning to you. That there is no other name by which men can be saved. That you are the only way. And so, God, I pray, God, that that you raise up soldiers that are unashamed of the gospel and are unapologetic about your message. God, let us love our neighbors. Let us show your example. 
before those, before those who don't know you. You said we are living epistles read of men. And so, God, I ask that you would use us mightily for your glory. God, touch every listener, God. Ignite them with the fire of your precious Holy Ghost. And God, send us as witnesses that, that will testify of your goodness and your grace in these last and evil days. God, I thank you for your favor. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your compassion. I thank you for your power. I thank you that you are equipping in this hour. And I thank you that you have that you have equipped. God, we give you praise and honor in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Listen, I thank you guys for tuning in. God, I, listen, I'm excited. I'm super excited about what God is doing in this season. And and listen, I, I'm praying for everyone who is is going through in this in this day and time. You know, the, like I said on the last few episodes, on one hand, I'm excited that God is using this to bring people to himself. But but there are times where I'm also sad because I see people grieving and I see people who are hopeless. But listen, this is this should be motivation for all of us to to get out and be light. The Bible says Jesus said in the word that let your lights so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify the father in heaven. And listen, we can be confident that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And so, listen, I love you guys. Make sure you write in your prayer requests, any suggestions for future shows. You can go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Listen, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture.